Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. Oh no, there we, there we go. Alright. We have it now? We got it. Oh no, we didn't we didn't recover any of the data. Um, it's, it's just it's just, it's just, happy it's just recording again. No. <laughs> just blew five minutes of awesome talk. We did actually almost literally that much. Uh, mostly about uh, Hanukkah starting today. You're all Christians for eating pork. I'm an atheist. Uh, there was some talk about abortion and scraping of uteruses with our minds or something. Um, and then you wanted to talk about Scott Weiland. I, wanted, so I really do want to get that whole thing. I wanted to talk a little bit about Scott Weiland. Um, I will not uh, describe the Purple Album again. <laughs> no, please, one more time. It was like a giant Cupid doll, like a giant baby doll on some kind of weird Chinese uh, dragon pony. Are we recording? Yeah. Chinese dragon pony. That should be the headline <laughs> of the show. STP. Rip Scott Weiland, hope you're riding a, a, a Chinese dragon pony in heaven. <laughs> oh, man. That was, um, it, it's unfortunate, it's a sad, sad week. We also lost Robert Loja, but he was like 85, so it's like, it's not. It's, yeah, like, it's he, not he had a life. Like, it's he, not he like sad, because it's like. And it, Scott Weiland had a life, too. I mean, he. 10 years longer than mm. maybe you would think he would. Nah, uh, eh. Or maybe 15 years too soon. <laughs> Depending on your view. I don't know what you think Robert Loge's life expectancy was, I guess. Um, um, but Scott Weiland's, I mean, I, his is definitely 15 years longer than expected. I, I would say 5 to shame. 10. It's a shame. You just kind of were waiting for him to die. Just from Especially after the talk show. Yeah, he... Uh, he dropped off the deep end at that point. He, he just kind of went with it, dude. Um... From, and we'll never really know exactly what he was doing all the time, but anyone who's been around... We'll find out after the Drug autopsy. addicts and junkies. Um, and rock and roll. And rock and roll. Well, you um, know, it's like... You know, I don't want to make you sad or, or mad when I say this, but, you know, it's like when Lane Staley died and my our friend Rob came to me and goes, Do you remember Lane Staley? I went, let me guess, he overdosed. Like, just totally joking. He goes, yeah. And I'm like... Well, he was voted AP Magazine's most likely to overdose three years in a row. It's like, so Scott Weiland, same, same, not to be glib, I'm not trying to be cute, but, like, in the same vein. Like, he had a heroin, like, problem. That yeah. he never really conquered. We'll see. Even when he said he did. The autopsy hadn't come out yet, but I don't really need it. Um, I will, I, I, I've, I've always gonna... liked him a lot. He was by far the greatest frontman of our generation that came out. I mean, you could argue that with me, but nobody I will. That's fine. But you would but, but he's one of have the, a tough case to make against him. But he was one of the greatest. I mean, in terms of the the nineties that grunge scene that came out, I mean he was one of mm-hmm. He was a performer. He went on performer. stage. And Highly like, creative. I think he had like a lot of input in there, like videos and like mm-hmm. album art and all that. I mean I couldn't I the the couple times I saw him I was just like I can't quit staring at the dude shaking his hips all the time. He was just like a, he was a, he was a showman. Like out of that grunge scene, yeah. it's not even close, in my opinion. I love like. Well, he came out he, of that, but I mean, he was a better frontman. He, but he, out of that, he like was a rock that, star. that, that he was 90s, a real that 90s life alt rock, rock star. 
real life rock star. Yeah. And he wanted to be. Yeah, he loved it. I mean, he was he obviously was, he was a dick. <laughs> he he wrote creative lyrics. He had, yeah. He had some really and really, really interesting things to say, and he just he. He frontmaned the hell out of that fucking band. Well, you have to remember that when like STP first came out, I believe it was their it was the self title was their first one. No, Core was Core was their first one. They got saddled with the um, a lot of reviewers went, oh, they're just a rip off Pearl Jam. And now if you say that now, everyone's like, how the fuck can you say that? Yeah, but like that's the direction that they went, where they're like, oh, you think we're just a oh no, we'll we'll do something radically fucking different. And did, and it was great. Yeah, they were they were able. I to, loved STP. They were able to be hard rock, be be heavy, mm-hmm. be be a dangerous band. They were also able to kind of tilt it back a little bit and get you know make some and be a little emo. I mean, some like ballads yeah. and, and make make that music out there and be and be good ballads. I mean, it wasn't just like ballads for the sake of ballads and be like, yeah, we yeah. can be you know we can be emotional too. Like it, it, their emotional songs were. True. Yeah, they were very good. They were a damn good band. He was a damn good frontman. Um, I, I have no interest in seeing Stone Temple Pilots with with the dude from whatever band that is. Chester? What stupid band? I think. Uh, Lone Rangers? Crawling in my skin, these wounds, they will not heal. Lincoln Park? Lincoln Park, yeah, the singer for that band is touring with... Stone Temple Pilots. That's unfortunate. That's that's interesting. I don't know how you go from like a Do very a very baritone a very you... a, a very baritone voice singer to that. Do you think I don't know. Do you think Scott Weiland purposely died just so he could roll over in his grave? Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm not gonna answer that. I I remember when I got the core album. I I I uh I played that shit over and over again and I was very happy to find that the whole album was good not just what the radio was playing not just what MTV was showing us the whole album was good like the best song on that album in my opinion is Where the River Goes and it's not even it's not, it's not, it's a, not a video yeah. it's not a single it's not not any of those it's just a great rock and roll song he had family up, up here in, in Colorado I always heard the rumor that he wrote that song about being in the mountains um being, because his family outside of Evergreen, I think his parents live up there, if I remember correctly. Um, he was a tortured soul. He was tortured like Lane. Um, they did not. The, the the difference between them is like Lane went into seclusion. To, to do his drugs, like he was like, I'm done with this. My girlfriend's dead. She OD'd. I'm gonna kill myself slowly now. And. Scott was still tr- still rocking, like, trying to. He yeah. was he was embarrassed. Like, I'll do my drug problem time. by starting like nine different bands. Yeah, he he did a <laughs> lot. I mean, when you're when you're when you're the guys from Guns N' Roses, you you really have to be careful with who your frontman is because they always end up pissing on you. And and he did, <laughs> he definitely did. Oh, that was Velvet Revolver. Yeah, yeah. Velvet Revolver was a was a good band. Um, that's a was a straightforward rock and roll band. With, I don't know who you would say was a better frontman than him. Um, he he just commanded attention, you know, just by being up there <coughs> and doing his thing. He was he was amazing. Um, it's sad, it's sad that that's how it ends. But that's how it ends for. People well, like we don't that. know, but I, you know, the fact that he just didn't wake up on a tour bus 
my money's probably on pills. Yeah, some kind I, of I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was like heroin. Um, or according to Republicans, uh, you can ODM pot. Like, I don't think that happened. They have to do a lot of pot. They, they found, have to do a lot of pot. They found cocaine in, the, in the tour bus. They arrested the bass player for possession of cocaine as well. So we're gonna we're gonna hear what it was, but I'm I'm more than ninety nine percent sure that it was a probably a drug overdose of some kind. Well, I would say, I would say probably an accidental overdose of pills, probably muscle relaxers. I don't or think most overdoses pills. are on purpose. That would be suicide. Like yeah. River, River Phoenix didn't you know try to kill himself that night. It just happened. <laughs> you know our our Hanukkah banter was much more uplifting. Screw that, the Jews get too much love. We don't do any more for them. Fucking. I'm gonna eat pork about three or four more times this week. Smooth sailing for the Jews again. Everyone's all happy about that. You know, I, I just got done watching Men in the High Castle, so I'm not really sure how smooth sailing the Jews had it. Um, Although I've been told to watch a movie called Schindler's List and get a little bit better perspective. I haven't seen it yet. Well, I mean, do you like... Do you like? I hear the ending's I mean, not that great. Well, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but like, you just hear, Dark Man Saves the Jews. And I'm going, yeah. Like, he saved the Jews because he had like, what, a very specific set of skills that he accumulated over his over life. His life. It's like taken, but with gas chambers. Oh, Jesus. Well, anyway, happy Hanukkah to the Jewish faith. We're right in the middle of the holiday season. and Unless I'm you're Jewish, then it's a, just the beginning. over it. <laughs> I can't wait for this year to be over. And if you're <clears throat> not a denominational Christian, then yeah, we haven't even gotten to the <coughs> holiday season yet, technically. Whatever, it's all over the goddamn it's a holiday place. season. Give me a season still. It's fucking everywhere. Are you drawing a wreath? It's Christmas time. In, In the Hollis, Hollis Queens. Queens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. I just think you miss a spirograph. That that could just be me. I did love my spirograph. Have so. we done top five Christmas movies? I think we have. No? I'm not sure if we have. Oh, man. I have a new one. That's something you Thanks would imagine. Thanks Al Roker fucking up Die Hard. Fucking no. <laughs> that's going to be a never-ending heart fest, I think. What's that? Just bagging on you for not keeping track of the high fives for the last two years. No. Five times. times. Five times. High fives. Well, let's get into some football, since Doug's giving us that look of, fuck you. Fuck you and your... Mexican if you're not going to let me course. talk about Doctor Who, then you better fucking talk about sports. Okay, uh, we're not talking about Doctor Who. Um, Broncos played a game today. I'm not going to sit in here and say it was the most exciting football game I've ever seen. In fact, it got kind of stale. Um, got really uh, fucking stale. Yeah. We, uh, defensively, though, on, on that end, we were dominating again, um, holding one of the top passes in the NFL, 170 passing yards, I think it was. That's a chore in and of itself to be able to do that. Was it still seventeen three at the end? Yeah, seventeen three yeah. was the final score. So keeping the the alt like a uh, top rated pass rusher 
270 and still not passer. have a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Passer. Like, yeah, that's impressive. No, the, the defense the was defense beyond was impressive today. They were lights out impressive. Absolutely. Should have got that damn shutout, but it's like one play puts puts them in position for a field goal. But hey, that you know, shutouts don't happen that often. It's not in the NFL. It was uh it was a dominating performance by the defense. Three more sacks added to that league leading total. No, four. Four sacks actually. Um, a couple more turnovers. Trevathan got a pick six. Had one pick six that got called back. That was bullshit. Kind of, kind of a ticky tack call. Um, I th- kind I, of a ticky tack call. I mean, it was, it was one of those. I guess <clears throat> I could kind of see why they called it, but it was. I would have rather had the pick six, obviously. Well, yeah. But you know, been would have been nice for Harris to get another one. I mean, um, the receiver sort of sat in his lap, but I guess. You, you know what's happening? Technically, he was outside the shoulder pads on that. So. Yeah. You, you know what's happening with Talib is um, they're not calling his name anymore on the during the games because he's shutting motherfuckers down. <laughs> he they is, mentioned it today yeah. when they were talking about how he was shutting a motherfucker yeah, down. He just, he, he's, he's not getting that many opportunities for picks because they're not throwing the ball his way. They're not throwing him that way. Chris Harris is running all over the goddamn field. Still playing top cornerback level. Roby almost had another pick today. Um, should have had a pick. Should have had a pick. We're we're doing really well. This team is is right where they need to be right now as far as the defense goes. Minus uh, starting safety and minus Demarcus Ware. Um, we're hoping that they'll be okay soon. We're gonna need them on this this stretch run and obviously for the playoffs. But this defense is ready to take on anybody. That is clear. Talib walked off the field at one point. They walked him off. What was that? Uh, he got banged up one way or another. Oh, okay. when he, he was going for a pick, and when he fell down, he looked like he was pointing to his side. I don't know if he landed on a foot or He just wanted some ribs like or something. He caught one in the ribs or the kidney. Yeah, something feel when, he was, right away. when he was going down. He played the rest of the game. Okay. He, was, he wasn't the ones that got hurt. Who did we lose today? Uh, CJ. CJ went out with an ankle. Um, who got and the concussion? Trevathan got a concussion. Trevathan got a concussion. He was under concussion protocol. He was under concussion so. protocol. Um, I think I think it's it's just going to be called that. Um, uh, the scary moment for the Chargers player that got the the neck injury. Yeah, he, he was like move. face down. They just they left him. The uh, Inman Inman was is the player. Um, caught a caught a pass and got hit. Just a regular old football play, and his neck. Really got stretched out the wrong way. It didn't look very nice, but last reports were that he's moving and everything's negative. He was one that was like face down, and then like the the the, the medics or whatever back, like blocking his name at, at the at the moment. They said like, oh, we don't know who it is, but yeah. we'll come back. And, and then they they did the yeah. they brought the board out. They stabilized his head and took him off. It took about five minutes of yeah. of time to do it, maybe even more. <clears throat> Scary moment, but all indications right now are that he's fine. So, um, classy fans here, not ever wishing in harm or injuries on anybody. That's not our style, unless you're Tom Brady. Um, offensively, we sputtered uh, quite a bit today. I think CJ was going to have a good day, and the ankle injury took him out. This was not Hillman's best day. We still had 134 yards rushing, and getting it done. Javon Thompson got in. Got some carries. That guy's a bull. Uh, I think he. If we're not running, we should run him at fullback. You know, and have a have a double threat. I'm not sure what the idea is on that. 
Um, but I always thought that that was a brilliant idea to bring him in at fullback instead because that kind of brings the defense a little off guard because for <clears throat> as far as size goes, he's a little bit under the size of what you'd want for a fullback, but he <clears throat> fucking can run like a fullback. Yeah, he, he can block like a fullback. doesn't shy away from the contact. If you put him on the field with another running back, it, it just adds more um, one more dimension to a play-action pass when you, have, when you can have a, a fullback who... Uh, catches the ball and turns up field right away. Knows what he's doing because he's a he's a gamer. Um, I think we'll. I think we might see more of that. I'm, I'm hoping so. Brock didn't have a bad day, but he did make some bad throws. Um, I'm expecting that from him. We were killing that bootleg today, killing that bootleg um, until San Diego specifically must have been told to not allow that shit to happen anymore. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm, I'm liking, I'm liking Osweiler, but I'm, I'm still not going to say I'm sold, but, but, you know, the, the bad throws are what you expect from a guy making his third start. They weren't horrendous. He had one pick, probably should have had two. Weddle dropped one that went right through his fucking hands. Well, McCoy knows, he may not, it's, it's been a few years removed for him, mm-hmm. but there's still quite a few players on this team and personnel on the team that he's familiar with. So it's in the division. It's late in the season. And Brock has a handful of games under his belt. So there's going to be a couple of things that get figured out on you. That's what and film that's, does. That's that's what, you know, the longer it's going to go on, I think you're going to see Brock get baited into some more passes. They're going to bait him a little bit more, try and trick him up a little bit more that way. Um, Disguising. But I, I think I think that keeping that bootleg active and going is the best way to keep him out of trouble that way. Yeah, I agree. Um, they're they're going to be disguising coverages a little bit more on him, and that's one of the the pick that he threw was just not a good throw. Just no. um, Sanders wasn't open. Sanders didn't have the most productive day, but the offense didn't. Um, DT bounced back, six targets, six catches, a touchdown. We just, yeah. weren't, we just weren't throwing yeah, the ball that much. one off of his knee. Yeah, that was a heck of a catch with a guy <laughs> hanging all over him. Um, he knows and he admitted that he had a bad game last week. And looks like he was pretty well determined to <clears throat> get back into it and get back into what he normally does. Next week he'll break 1,000 yards again uh, for the, the fourth straight year. Um, yeah, <clears throat> he didn't get a comeback in. He got... Dinged up on the arm or shoulder, looked like he got a little bit of a. I'm not sure if it was a stinger, stinger or pinched nerve, something in his like hand that. or something. Yeah. Looking at his hand and his elbow a lot. So. And at that point, the game was. We could have. He just soft too much. We could have really closed yeah. that game out. Um, we had opportunities to do so. McManus missed a field goal, the turnover in the end zone. Um, that's that's on us. But when your defense is playing the way that they were today, it, it didn't hurt. So you know move on, go to films, and see what we can do better when it comes for next week, because we got the Raiders coming in. Um, it's Raider week. It's Raider week, and the Raiders are competitive, so this is, uh, even though they did some really, some very true Raider things today against the Chiefs. Classic. Classic Classic Raiders. shit. Car threw three picks today. We're going to put the pressure on them next week, too, and I anticipate more turnovers. It, it'll be at home. I'm hoping CJ's healthy. 
I, I think we should dominate the Raiders next week. I really think we should dominate them. Well, I'd like <clears> to talk about a couple of games this week because there's a lot of really good, exciting, yeah, fun games this week. I do want to bring up uh, something that's we're talking about the Jets and the Giants. We specifically told or questioned the Giants not kicking a field goal. Minutes before it turned on them. Um, bad move. Tom, un, unlike Tom Very Coughlin. Un Tom Coughlin. Like. You know, he's he's a defensive guy. He's a running game guy. He's a playing the percentage. They had that guy. game well in hand <clears throat> when that field goal was presented. And it was fourth and two, not fourth and like six inches on the one. You know, that's that's it seemed like a no-brainer. My, I thought it was just field goal time, and then they sent out the offense and ran a play. And it backfired. Not a smart move. Not something you'd expect from Coughlin. Not at all. Difference in the game going into overtime, too. Absolutely. That mattered. Another thing, uh, we do got to bring this up because it's just so glorious. The Patriots lost. Patriots lost at home. I was thinking about the Hail Mary on the Green Bay game. We'll get to that. Patriots lost to... Again. Two weeks in a row, after you lose to the Broncos, you're almost guaranteed another loss the next week, is what it seems like. Um, but to a Philly team that's... Terrible. Not that good. Um, not that good. Uh, that puts us in the driver's seat for the number one seed. Um, all we have to do is just win, and we get the number one seed. Because we right now we're number two, Cincinnati's number one, and we play them in two weeks. So we so just all we gotta do is win, baby. We just just win. Just just go out there and win these games. Um, I, 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 I luckily the Raiders are a division opponent, so there won't be any sleeping on them. We uh, we need to come out prepared, ready to play those guys. They're it's gonna be rivals here. at home. Mm-hmm. You play them tough. Have to. We can't have another performance like we did against Kansas City at home. We have to go out there and reestablish what we just did with the Patriots. That home field advantage is important. We need to establish that again. Um, we need to kick the shit out of the Raiders, in my opinion. We should. We should. <clears throat> in terms of the, the Patriots losing twice, last week the Denver's... Uh, the Denver's. Good <laughs> Doug. The, the Denver Coloradans. Um, no. The Denver Broncos beat the undefeated at the time. Uh, Patriots. And then this week a not great team beats them. And it made me honestly think of a um, Iron Man two quote, and I'm not saying this to be glib, but there's that line where uh, um, Vanko says to Iron Man or to, to Stark, he goes, "If you make God bleed, the people will cease to believe in him." And it's like the Patriots were such this like you know this overshadowing presence of being undefeated. We proved God bleeds, and then. A shitty team fucking takes them out. I yes. love that point. That's very well put. It's like, like Rocky I Ford. told you. Or 300. Or 300, yeah. Yeah, Rocky 300. Rocky. Adrian's Revenge. Adrian's Revenge. <laughs> um, She's a cyborg then. <laughs> she, Adrian has become Skynet. Um, Packers. That Hail Mary. Oh, I'm not gonna. Shit. I I'm not gonna. That. I'm not gonna say that that wasn't a face mask, <laughs> but it was sure close to not being a face mask. I gave him another shot. Um, 
Aaron Rodgers, everyone's like, 61-yard Hail Mary. Nope, he threw it from the 35. That's 65 yards to the goal line. That ball would have landed halfway in the end zone. And I'd be caught. He threw that sucker 68 yards in the air on a rope. A high. A high, long. And far. Gave him all a chance. the air rope. Uh, Rodgers, the other Rodgers, was able to make a great play on the ball. Basically reviving the Packers. Mr. Rodgers. We'll see how that... Uh, how that works out for them the rest of the season because they needed, they needed that win, and they needed Bad the Vikings win. to get the shit kicked out. Oh well, they didn't have to get the shit kicked out. They, they just did lose. that on their own. Yeah, Seattle fucking smoked them today. Are we freaked out about Seattle? I mean, we're not in the NFC, but they're seven and five now. If they win out, eleven and five is a pretty respectable record. Probably a wild card, more than more than likely a wild card. Or are they back? I don't know that they're back. Um... They've had a really good last couple of weeks, and now's the time to be on fire. I'm not ready to say they're back without seeing at least another two games. Well, that defense because sure I'd came like out. to see I'd like to see them play consistent. <coughs> I mean, they did almost get beat by the Steelers in their own place, but as Steelers are a dangerous team. They are a very good team, and loaded, they also did shut down Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. who is the best receiver in the game. Yeah, you shut down Antonio Brown, but then you see these other guys that, that Roethlisberger has to throw the ball to. They're talented. They're yeah. all over the field talented offensively. Um, Speedy. All very over the very field. fast, very physical, big guys. Um, just uh, They're a dangerous team. we got to play them in a couple weeks, too. So, you know, that's our last road game of the season. Three of our last four games are at home. Um Seattle could be dangerous, I mean, when it comes to playoff time, if they get in there. Um, Carolina's all but wrapped up the number one seed. They're pretty close to doing that. They haven't even fucking lost yet. See, everyone was talking about the Patriots being undefeated. Did you even know that the Carolina Panthers were undefeated? Because <laughs> they, they don't talk about it. They, well, they just get dissed on and dissed on. And they they talk winning. about Cam a little bit, but they don't talk about the Carolina Panthers as a team. And that defense is incredible. It's really good. Incredible. They... They're a good team. They they run the ball. They play good defense, and Cam Newton makes plays. Um, he's coming. He's yeah, they're undefeated. Haven't you heard? <laughs> he's really come into his own this year. I'm I'm happy with Cam Newton. He's definitely a lot different looking um, than he's been in the last few years. By that I mean he's ugly. Now. He's got a lot more facial hair. No, um, <laughs> no, he he looks different. As in, he looks like a commander of the offense. Yeah. Before the last few years, he's looked like a player of the offense, and he started to slip into that this commander role actually a little bit late in last season. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. how he sort of came on at the end of the year. So Absolutely. Really well, and he's like showing a command of the offense, mm-hmm. a command of the team, and when, when respect you... of the teammates and people around him. Before it was just, I can make the plays and I'm great, and but. It wasn't really when you, sort of like I play pretty great, but he didn't. He didn't seem like he was a general on the field. When you take his talent and the abilities that that man has, he's a freak athlete, and you get him comfortable in in an offense where he knows everything and knows where everybody's at. He's his progressions are good. He's making the right throws. It's dangerous. He's he's a he's a damn good player. I still think he's gonna win MVP this season. I feel like that's I feel like pretty he's settled done nothing but prove yeah. that. I mean he barring a collapse in the last few games. You never know what can happen in the last four but, games. Uh, 
I, I agree. He's oh. definitely MVP caliber, definitely been playing MVP type football for over a year now. And I think it's because of Ron Rivera coming in there and really showing him what being a leader of men is like as opposed mm-hmm. to just a well, guy Ron, on the Ron team. Rivera was a was a bear. <clears throat> Dealt with Jim McMahon and whatever his antics were, but Jim McMahon was a leader. People got behind him. They they liked they liked him. They, they, he was a rah rah guy, and you know when when you have the utmost respect of your teammates, it it matters. It really it really. Now I'll say this about the Panthers: the only I'd say their their chink in their armor is, as you know, or at least as I believe, is the wide receiving core. Um, oh, it's terrible. It is not a very good wide receiving core. A lot of his passes that he that Cam makes, uh, a lot of his passes are to guys who are wide open. So that's just more about play calling yeah. and making the right play and making the right reads. A lot of his passes are to wide open guys, uh, blown coverages. If you if you throw Kelvin Benjamin Benjamin into that mix, a true number Benjamin. one receiver, who knows how good oh this offense could be. This, um, I think this offense would be ridiculous. You create right more now Kelvin Benjamin. You create more mismatches, and uh, period. I mean, you get to put Ted Ginn at not. He's not a number one receiver. Ted Ginn is not a number one receiver. No, he's a slot. <clears throat> you can make him a slot guy, and he becomes more dangerous when you have another. When you got a six foot five receiver who runs a four three forty and has great hands. Um, this this team is set up to be good for a while. So watch out. The rest of that league. The only thing you gotta worry about: keep Cam in the pocket, mm-hmm. keep pressure on him, make sure you're good at corners, and I think they're beatable that way. But they're, not everybody's built that way. I think they're beatable, so, period, because they're winning close games. They, they do. They, they keep eking them, them out week, yeah. week in, week out. They keep, but they do keep winning. That's why I still think the NFC is wide open as far as who's going to come out of that of uh, of that conference for the Super Bowl. I, I feel I felt like this year. I feel like this year everybody's beatable. Yeah. I don't feel like there's a... The Patriots came in with their... We're completely unbeatable because they have that whole Patriots aura and that arrogance that comes with their organization. That Absolutely. We have Tom Brady and we can't be stopped. So I think, you know, it's probably good for the Patriots to get smacked in the mouth by a couple of teams a couple of times. Kind of bring them down a notch or two. Come to but Jesus also, moment. Yeah. also, yeah, I mean, everybody in this league right now, I don't see a team that's completely dominant. I don't. I no. really don't see a team that's just going to dominate anybody that sits in front of them. I think that everybody's beatable and everybody's got their flaws. I think the playoffs are going to be entertaining. They always Super are, but this is going to this is going to be a special year for uh, oh, this going to be a great year of playoff games. I got to tell you, it's already been a great season of close games this weekend. This weekend alone is, I mean, this is awesome football. You like touchdowns? There's touchdowns. You like blowouts? There's blowouts. You like high-scoring close games? There's high-scoring close games. Straight up old-school shootouts, man, from back in the day. Love Um, it. Go NFL. Enjoy it. Um, In in spite of the officiating. (laughs) Despite what Roger Goodell says. Yeah, maybe one of those days that'll that'll be taken care of, but no. Great season. Great season so far. Five times? Five times. Five times. Five times. Doug, 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 Doug. Power rankings. Um, We're ranking the power. Ranking the power. Um, I think I Number just, one, green. I just yeah. shuffled around some of the teams Do today. Do that joke every week, sorry. 
No one, no one that was outside of go, the top go, five jumped into rankings. my top five this week. I just shuffled them around a little bit. Number five, I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. What you got? Number five, I got the New England Patriots. All the way down. Dropping <clears throat> like flies. They still don't have fucking people coming back from injury. Gronk didn't play. They're being really tight-lipped about that. Edelman didn't play. They need those guys. Amendola was visibly injured still. Yeah, he didn't look good. He was not sharp. He did not look good. Number four, I've still got the Patriots up there. Um, another loss, and they're out. Of, they're out of this top five if they lose again next week. We'll see. I'm. Uh, I'm not sold on Tom Brady being able to do it all the time with just whatever he has. He needs his guys back. He needs his weapons. That defense is. That defense needs it too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got beat by. They special got Jamie teams Collins shit, back, but it did. But that you know. Well, they, the defense needs the offense to be productive and stay on the field. That's what that defense needs because they're not that good. They're not that good of a defense. Still an NFL team, but they 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 struggle as well when the offense isn't out there doing. You know, they're they're one of those thing. defenses that's just solid pretty much at every level. Mm-hmm. They're not exceptional. Uh, Jamie Collins is probably the exception. Nikovic. Uh, Nikovic. Jamie, I, I would say Jamie Collins, of everybody on that defense, probably the best player on that defense. I'd say Ninkovich. Well, fuck you. That's right. I say number four, the Cardinals. <laughs> number four, the Cardinals. Uh, great team. They're gonna they're gonna be in that playoff run for sure. Uh, number three, I got Cincinnati. Number three, I have the Denver Broncos. Number two, I got the Denver Broncos because we have a better defense. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing us back up to number two, bro. Um, I'm ex- this defense kind of got a little a little bit of a lull last few weeks, and they were back today. I'm hoping that's the level we see the rest of the season. I dropped the Denver Broncos because we should have smoked a shitty team, and the team I have at number two did smoke a shitty team, the Bengals. Absolutely smoked a shitty team. The Browns As are they special kind of bad, though. They are. We'll talk about that in just a second. Number one Panthers, right? Got got to go with Carolina. They are twelve undefeated, and they are good in every facet of the game. They make it happen. Top five, number five. What is it, Ted? In honor of the late Agnes Moorhead, who played Endora, um, bewitched. um, We're doing a top five classic sitcoms. Uh, classic means uh, before the eighties, nineteen eighty. That aired before, right? That aired before. Yes, yeah, it yes. Started before I was about to say that. I was like, there are some that I've got on my list that started in the late seventies, right. went into the eighties, but uh, but it started before um, nineteen eighty. Before we were born. Yes, that's that's what makes them classic. Uh, we we all had to watch Nick at Night. I, I got, did. I, I'm really good with this one because I watched Nick and Night. Yeah, I had a I, lot of different ones to choose from. Because I, of I, I thought about my top five this, right away, and then it automatically started. This, this list is, is literally just what I watched on Nick at Night. I mean, like, there's... I know you guys are going to say somewhere I'm going to go, oh, yeah, like... But, like, in terms of, like, what influenced me and what I liked <clears throat> to watch back then. Well, I'll go first. Uh... Number five, the Patriots. Honorable mentions. Oh, sorry. Mr. Ed, the Munsters. The Munsters. Taxi, the Honeymooners, and Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy in Boulder. Boulder. 
Yeah, uh, the opening, some of the opening credits were shot at Folsom Field at CU. Word. Badoots. That was not a joke. Hmm? <laughs> Actually <laughs> happened. That's where it was. Thank you. Number five. Hogan's Heroes. I know nothing! I know nothing! <laughs> really great. Didn't get a lot of it as a kid. Watched a lot of it when I was in Vail. High as fuck, but it was still hilarious. I thought it was way funnier. Why did he have to be high in Vail? Because there's nothing to do in Vail. Oh, okay. During summertime. Okay. What were you doing in Vail and working in summertime? Okay. Mm-hmm. And smoking dope. And smoking weed and eating pizzas. <laughs> Watching Hogan's Heroes. Watching Hogan's Heroes. Good time. It's a lot funnier as an adult, I gotta tell you. Uh, number four. One Those of my... wacky Nazis. Happy <laughs> Annika. Oh, they're funny. <laughs> number four. Happy Days. I used to watch that all the time. All the time as a kid. I love the Fonz. Hey. Hey. You want to be Fonzie, don't you? Um, a show that I, again, liked when I got older, much older, All in the Family. I loved All in the Family when I got older. When I was a kid, I couldn't give a shit about it, obviously. But if you watch it now, that show is fucking hilarious. It was uh, groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. It was Norman Lear. It, it's so... I still found What's Your Name fucking annoying, though. Sally Struthers? Yeah. Who finds her annoying? Oh, everyone. <laughs> Even her. She knows she's annoying. I wanted to smack that fucking bitch every time I saw those goddamn commercials talking about, like, starving children. Not because it's just her. Just you. Wrong person to be doing those commercials. I meant Edith Bunker. <laughs> I, I was going to let him just go off on his Zen Summers rant out of nowhere. I like that. Because that was awesome. He's like, like fuck you, thigh master. I'm not feeding your fucking black kids. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Knowing cunt. Um, he seemed it. to say. She did only seem to go to Africa. Yeah, that was her deal. I just remember the one where she's like, and blah, 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 this many kids died, blah, 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 holiday season. And then she looked at the camera and goes, Merry Christmas. And I just wanted to, like, reach and go, fuck Shut you. the fuck up. You're the most privileged. <laughs> You're like, you look at it, then you get in your trailer and eat Twinkies all day, you fat bitch. Yeah, that fine master money. Uh, number two, MASH. That was Suzanne Summers. Yeah. Not Sally Struthers. Thigh master. Thigh master. Different person. Okay. Two different annoying blondes. Got it. The point is, it was Edith Bunker from like <laughs> 20, from like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> and then number one, Mash. That was that was, that, was that, that was one that number two was Mash. That's but Mash is one of those shows where. Like, as a kid, I found it, like, kind of boring, so I was like, yeah, whatever, and then, like, went back and watched it, and was like, yeah. holy watch it now, shit. it's great. That fucking season finale, man. <clears throat> uh, the the fucking chicken I, story. That was, see, now, that's, that's something, like, I can remember watching as a kid, like, actually watching it yeah. wrap up, and I used to have to record it for my mom all the time. She'd be out working for bingo, so I could go to a Catholic school. 
was number one? I Love Lucy. Nice. The sitcom. When I was when the sitcom that everybody tried to be. Mm-hmm. It was. And like I used to love. Killer. I used to love it as a kid. I'd watch it Nick and Night all the time. Because even though your parents were laughing at some of the more subtle things, like, like it had enough slapstick in it that. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of physical comedy, but. Though, have you? I, I mean, there there is some of it that when you watch it now, you're just like, they never say pregnant. They always said in a family way, or she was with child. Um, they slept in like separate beds. Uh, you never saw uh, any of the uh, you know verbal or domestic abuse. Um, <laughs> just kind of sidestepped that whole issue. You know, I was like, I want to go to this show. Go to a commercial. I'm gonna slap her. Um, Ricky. Like, how could you not want to? Yeah. Um, button pusher. Um, we respect women. Continue. I We've just said some really bad things. Yeah, that was, yeah, I, I kind of went to a dark place there. Sorry, guys. Well, that's not your fault. That's what happened back then. That's, that's what I mean, happened. yeah, really, it was... Don't take the blame for the shit that happened in the 60s, Doug. I mean, you know... I ain't blaming you. Talk about, like, you know, DUIs, and it's like... Back in, like, you know, Mad Men days, where it's like... You drunk? Yeah. Well, I'll follow you, Homer. Hey, you know, just get home safely, the cops would say. Well, back then, like, there wasn't a shitload of people on the road. Everybody was already fucking home except for the drunks. That's true. And those cars, you really couldn't... Well, you could hurt other people, but not other cars. They're all solid steel. Um, I'll go, or you want to go? I'll go. I'll go next. Um, I didn't do any honorable mentions, because I think... We're all, we got a bunch on this. There's a lot of lot of shows that could go on forever on that. But um, number five, I went with All in the Family. Um, just the, the cast itself outside of her was just very well put. Rob Reiner was on the show. Um, Carl Reiner was on that as well, wasn't he? I don't remember if he was. Carol O'Connor. Yeah. I don't remember if, if Carl was. <clears throat> Um, All in the Family was just kind of tested issues that people hadn't talked about on TV well, before. Well, when you say, like, Norman Lear, you talk about, like, groundbreaking sitcom writing. Yeah. Where he talked about, like, rape, abortion, race. Racism. Yeah. Um, you know, cultural differences with Archie versus, I want to call him Porkchop, but I know that's not right. But whatever they called him, like, Lunkhead or whatever it was. I can't remember. But, like, you know, like, you know, he had, like, the hawk versus the dove mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, the 60s. Um, and they were, it was it was off the the hinges of the hippies and everything, and these yeah. these the young kids were the hippies because uh, Archie's daughter like married a hippie. Yeah, and they were they were the hippies that went out and then they came back home and tried to still build their life living mm-hmm. with living with the old people, trying to understand what the hell's going Archie's on. Archie's like got a goddamn haircut. Yeah, all the time, all the time. Uh, number four, soap. Loved that show. That shit was a hilarious show. Um, it was when you talk about shows about nothing, like Seinfeld. Soap is kind of like that, in my opinion. It just had about a thousand characters, and I'm really not sure what the premise was. It's we'll talk about it later. Oh, okay. We can talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, three Taxi. Taxi was great. Um, Christopher Lloyd 
is who I always think of. Everybody always talks about Lacken, but I Christopher Lloyd in is that, that Iggy series. Ignowski or whatever the fuck yeah. his name was. He was incredible. The, the Reverend the uh, Reverend Ignowski. The episode that, that sticks out is um it's like the formation of how he became who he was. He's like a really smart, <laughs> real smart, well-read professor, and he takes a drink, and then <laughs> he just, like, transforms. Or he, like, takes, like, a head of pot or something. something like yeah, that. yeah. Um, I just remember thinking, nah, that's, that's really well done, and a little bit more racy than I expected stuff yeah. to be like that back in the day. There's so many, so many tight, wad people. Um, number two, and number two and number one are just kind of I found it on my own number two, and then I had to ask my dad about it, and he just kind of laughed at me. But I love Mr. Ed. Um, Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed was great. Mr. Ed was a kid. Such a. Who doesn't like a show about a talking horse? Of course. It it was. Um, the gaze. And it's an iconic song too. Horses a co- uh, horse is a horse. Of course, of course, and no one is. Can talk to a horse, of course, unless. Uh, oh, uh, hold on, hold on, you're fucking me up. The name of that fucking oh. horse is. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Mr. Red. <laughs> fucking Mr. Red. I, I thought it was hilarious. I, um, I, I liked it a lot. Of course, uh, uh, Wilbur went on to uh, be the voice of uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yes, he did. He did some other things Alan too. Young, I, I, I think or Alan, Alan Young, I want to say his name was. I can't remember. I remember him popping up in some movies as well when, yeah. when I got older. But he really didn't hit like the same like fame stride as he did as as Wilbur. As Wilbur. <laughs> Um, I loved Mr. Ed, and mm-hmm. number one, I I really believe this is the top one of all time, outside of maybe I Love Lucy, because that is, that was a good one too, but the Andy Griffith show gets my number one spot, the most iconic theme song, mm-hmm. um, and just, Mayberry seemed like a nice town, um, you know, there was just one drunk, you could get away with anything. Because no one's married. Basically. Yeah, no one was married. Everyone was single. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it was a it was a with a lot of wacky crime. It got a lot of a lot of people started and <laughs> got to move on. When your deputy is done, knots. I mean, come on. I mean, but he, you know, here's a, here's another thing that's iconic about that. I mean, it's like who doesn't call the old local Smokey a fucking Barney Fife? Mm-hmm. It's it's sticks. that's like what you call them. Like the when you go to the like. Mountain towns and small towns mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, fucking here comes Barney Fife. They they had they had Otis the the drunk who always just spend the night in jail. Um, the girls were hot except for Aunt B. Aunt B was just even a then she nice was, lady. You know she was up to some freaky shit. I want her to cook me some pie. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ron Howard obviously came out of that. We mm-hmm. know who Ron Howard is now and what he did after that as well. Being on what do you do? I'm just kidding. Um, I, uh, I, I think Andy, I would, I put Andy, the Andy Griffith show as my number one classic sitcom. Nice. Speaking of, uh, iconic themes, in my opinion, uh, my honorable mention is the Petty Duke show. Um, oh, Petty Duke, that's right. You know? They're cousins, identical cousins, yeah. Um, the only words I know, yeah, exactly. Of course, of course, a horse, of course, is Patty Duke. Um, Unless, of course, the name of the horse is the famous Mr. Red. Got it! Oh, fuck! <laughs> fucking Mr. Red! Um, well, fucking Mr. Red is Mr. Hands, but it's all another story. Yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> my number five, before I get completely off track, um, the monkeys. 
<laughs> may, may not be a outright like strip sitcom. They were more of like a, I wouldn't call it like a variety or sketch show. They're actually kind of hard to pin down. I mean, they had like a storyline, and then they would have like, the music, musical interludes where they didn't play their own instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just so like bright and funny and like campy and weird. Uh, that as a kid, I was totally drawn to the monkeys. I forgot about that one. I watched it too. Um, my number four, uh, I Love Lucy. Like, it's it's one of those they talk about, you know, on at midnight that they're on the at or they aren't they're on the at midnight stage. Uh, which that's true, but it was the I Love Lucy stage. Like, it's a it's a legacy to be on that sound stage. Um, uh, number three, uh, Mork and Mindy. Uh, which was, uh, no one really remembers this, but it was a Happy Days spinoff. Um, Mark visited the Fonz. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark and Mindy is a Happy Days a spinoff. I think Happy Days has the record for, like, most spinoffs. Because I think I had Mark and Mindy and, um, Journey Love Chachi and Laverne and Shirley... I think there might have been one more that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. Were Laverne and Shirley part of Happy Days? Yep. I did not know. Yep. Um, Hello, Squiggy. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Mork and Mindy was just then unknown, um, or little known, uh, Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. Um, I will always remember when he and Pam Dauber, or Mork and Mindy... Uh, had their child, um, who was named after Mork and the planet Earth, Mirth, uh, because they aged backwards, he was played by Jonathan Winters. I'll remember that to the day I die. Hmm. Fucking hilarious watching Jonathan Winters be, like, literally a giant baby. Um, <laughs> and Pam Dauber, uh, Mindy, trying to, like deal with this after she quote-unquote knocked up Mork. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, Nanu Nanu, Mork calling Orson, I mean... The, this the dynamics of that. Yeah, think about that. Craziness. Um, my number two, Taxi. It was great. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Jeff Conroy was like, fuck this shit after the first year, and then died of a drug overdose 20 years later um, after not doing anything with his life whatsoever, whereas everyone else went on to be... We've got huge stars, but I mean... And Andy Kaufman died after that. But he, no, he, he didn't. But he went crazy. Yes, I'm pretty sure he died after Taxi. He did, actually, but not like, <laughs> but not like right after. But I mean, like, I remember like him and, and Carol Kane playing off each other as the, the weird um, like Estonian-European couple, or whatever they were. And when they would argue, mm-hmm. and he'd be like... Like, the way he and Carol Kane... Played off each other, I will always remember as long as, you know, like, you know, Louis fucking yelling from the cage and <laughs> Judd Hirsch and, and Mary Lou Henner. I mean, no, um, everybody except that guy. And then, you know, Christopher Lloyd. I mean, yeah, it's like everyone but Jeff Conway. Judd Hirsch. Mary uh, Lou I, I said, yeah. Uh, yep. Hot ass both, redhead both. Mary Lou Henner. Yeah. And uh, she's got the weird uh, memory thing. What do you mean? If you look, if you talk to her and say, like, March 19th, 19. 19- 84, she'll go, it was a Tuesday, the weather was this, I had this to eat. Like, she has oh, she actual, has a, like, total no, recall. Yes. That stuff is crazy. Yeah. Not like Neil, but, like, total recall. Like, she will tell you what day of the year it was. I'm like, 
I don't fucking know. Um, yeah. And uh, number one, I'm glad it didn't escape someone's notice. Uh, soap. <laughs> I will tell you why that's my number one goddamn. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering when that was going to come in. He's gotten all the way to number one. He hasn't said anything about <laughs> Soap took every fucking stereotype from like soap operas mm-hmm. and then just played them out as, I don't want to say earnestly, but like they treated it like, that's just what happens. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, he came out of the coma and had a ninja baby with her evil twin. And the other guy's like, well, yeah, because I'm gay and my brother's got a puppet he talks through. And you're like, oh, okay, but the gay guy knocked up that girl. So is he really gay? I don't know, but he is because he's wearing the one lady's dress and telling her, like, and she's mad because he looks better in it. Like, which was Billy Crystal, was, was the gay character. Um, yes. But, like, the whole, just thinking of... I know that's not the character's name, but it's Bert from Empty Nest. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like I can't. I was trying to think. Of yeah, 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 yeah. But like, he thinks he can turn invisible for like the first like two seasons of that, mm-hmm. but like, just by like whistling and snapping or something. Like I don't remember like the r- most ridiculous shit from that show. Um, and I guarantee you, if I bought it on DVD and rewatched it now, I guarantee you, I would crack the fuck up. It's it was a funny show. Um, and because it uses. Like, the the, uh, the soap opera tropes, it can never become, like, dated. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it can just remain timeless in those, like, um, stereotypical storylines. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's no, like, and then he used a cellular phone. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's not going to be that, or, like, and then he used a dial-up, t- like, you know, television, dial-up television. My God, that would be dating it, actually. Um, but, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's not really a huge thing about, like, you know, that you could really date it other than how it was filmed. Um, and, of course, it had a great spinoff. Benson. Mm-hmm. Benson was the spinoff for that one. Uh, Soap was just cool. It was unlike any other sitcom I've ever seen, basically. It, having not watched, like, soap operas, but, like, knowing of them, like, I could understand, like, why Soap was funny. Like, it was kind of like, it, like, all the weird characters as a kid are kind of like, oh, okay, and then... When you watch it late later on, you're like, "Oh wow, there was so much social like subtext to this, and cultural subtext." Um, maybe not breaking a lot of the boundaries that like Norman Lear did with um, all in the family, but still, I mean, to have like an openly gay character mm-hmm. um, was <clears throat> then kind of unheard of. It absolutely was, very much so. Um, and to have a character who was a ventriloquist. Was unheard of. <laughs> also a black guy. Have you heard of Yaddle? Is that an app? No, it's a female Yoda. Like, from Gremlins 2? No. Apparently. Oh my god, that thing's hideous! <laughs> apparently she was in the Phantom Menace. For like Look at that thing! And there's like a Look whole, at it! There's like a whole storyline. Look at Joan Rivers' clit! Oh, good lord. Jesus. That's uh and I don't mean then, I mean now. <laughs> was it, they were in the, uh, oh. Is that, is that, I, I gotta post this on our Facebook. I had um, no idea. Is that in the Jedi Council or is that yeah. like in the, 
She's oh. a Jedi Council. She sent Obi Wan and and young. Oh young, God, she looks like a skin drag. And young young Anakin on like missions and whatnot. She was highly important, but they never used her. I don't think. What do they call her? Yaddle. Yaddle. Y a d d l e or Yadley. Yaddle. Yaddle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Yaddle. I don't know about all that. I've never heard. When of Yaddle was a Padawan, her Jedi Master was going to battle, and she was left <clears> to fight <throat> dozens of enemies. She then had her skin burned off, and that's why she looks like that. Um, oh, despite being tortured. Oh, I'm sorry. She got tortured sorry, for like Yaddle. a whole century. Yeah. She wouldn't answer any questions. She's Earning the same, her the nickname, The One Below. She's the same species as Yoda, as Yoda, but they don't know what that species is. They don't say it. What the fuck is his species? Oof. I don't fucking know. Miami Sports had a good week, a <laughs> uh, good 24 hours. Um... If you're a fan of Miami, uh, not just the University of Miami, but they hired Mark Richt. It's a great hire for that team. He's a hell of a recruiter. He's a Miami kid. Um, played there. He's uh, going to bring some fire back to that that university. I bet. I bet you we're going to see the Hurricanes back in the mix in the next couple of years. Not right away, but look, check out when it's like five years down the road how good the Miami Hurricanes are going to be. And also, personal favorite. Very happy of, of this. For this to have happened, Barry Bonds was hired by the Miami Marlins to be a hitting coach. Um, if At which point he got everyone hooked on human growth hormones. You're like everyone on the internet. That's all that they had to say. Oh, and now they're going to lead the league in steroids. But aside that, aside from that, um, if he has the heart and he, the desire to do this, he will be a very good hitting coach. No one, nobody hit like him. Nobody talked hitting like him. Think, the science of it. Do you it. think he was <clears throat> talked to the science of the way he developed his swing, or is it just a natural thing that he just? No, he worked on it like crazy. He he, you got the natural swing just the way you learn on your own how to do it. But he tightened up his stance. Some um, he changed it a couple times. He um yeah he he was a the only person I've ever heard they, them say in the modern era who was more addicted to it and watched more film than him was Tony Gwynn. And we all know how good of a hitter Tony Gwynn was. Um, Barry Bonds studied hitting. So if he's if he's dedicated and he wants to do it, he can really help these kids out in Miami. So good good for Miami sports. You guys should be happy about all that. Gators shouldn't be happy about what happened to them. Man, that's the most inept offense I've ever seen. They, they couldn't get anything going. They're going to play in the... Uh, Citrus Bowl against the Michigan Wolverines. That was already announced today. Not sure how much of a chance I'm giving them outside of the fact that the defense is going to have to Just do, do it all. It does. <laughs> yeah, and then they hope they get another special teams touchdown because they're not going to get it with Treon Harris throwing that ball back there. Kid is not a passer. He is. He's an athlete that just happens to play quarterback. Um, that was a that was a tough one. The, the good game was Michigan State-Iowa, defensive battle. The Clemson game was good, too, but we weren't watching that one as closely. We were watching Michigan State and Iowa. Felt bad for the Hawkeyes at the end of that, man. I really did. Yeah. It was... I mean, you're going to feel bad for one school or another, really, at the end of that game because of the way it all went down. Um, they were saying... You know, that comes back to that, that old dilemma that you hear so much about you know, do you let them score you know, because 
field on the score with no time left on the clock. Um, I don't. I don't think that was an option for them. That's a strong defense, I, I, and I think that I, I agreed. I agreed with. I, going, I said it in the middle of the game. I said yeah. I agree with the call. I think that they let were trying to do it. The game. Let, let them. Let them. Let those kids go out there and do what they've done all season. Tough, tough loss. Tough, tough loss. They're going to play in a big bowl. They'll still be represented well, but they will not be part of the playoff. Um, we're going to have. Let's see. What, what was it? We got Clemson at number one. Clemson and Michigan State versus, or no, it's Oklahoma, because Oklahoma dropped. Mm -hmm. Clemson, Oklahoma, Michigan mm -hmm. State, Alabama. Contrary to what some folks think, I think those games are going to be good. Um, I think they're going to be really good. Yeah, I don't see blowouts. I see good games, um, specifically good games. I saw your, your dad said that, that Bama's going to beat Michigan State by 30 points. I'm not sure where he's getting that from. Um, Michigan State's a good team. they got some good... Defenses. Living off of uh, the glory of the, uh, the the Crimson Tide, pretty much is where he's getting that from. But he's not the only guy. That's just the one that I reference. I've seen a lot of people say that. I, <laughs> oh, I know. I'm, I, I'm not sure I've about that. I've seen it too, where people are calling like an an Alabama blowout, and I don't see that at all. I don't know. I think they're going to be competitive games. Christian McCaffrey broke the uh, all-purpose yards record set by Barry Sanders. Um, shit, almost 30 years ago. Um, he should win the Heisman. I'm not sure if he will, but he should win the Heisman. I don't see how you can't. He did not have a bad game. His bad game was still like 240 over, yards. It yeah. was like 180 plus yards. He, he does it all, and he literally did it all in this game. He even threw a touchdown pass in this. I don't know how much game. more convincing in this last game you can be for a Heisman Trophy than that. They, Everybody they, talks about, oh, you got to have that one, you know. Game that standout. That's a fucking standout. That's game. in the Pac-12 championship game, and dominated. So I'm with you. I don't know what else you need to do to win the Heisman. Henry for Bama was for the most part bottled up until the end of that game when it got out of hand. Um, kid from Clemson is probably going to be there. The quarterback. He's put up a lot of numbers this year. One guy that won't be there. I think they might. They might do the right thing here. Um, the quarterback from Navy. Can't remember his name, but. He's had a, a heck of a year, uh, stat-wise. They should invite him to the to the to the um, ceremony. He should be there. He's um. That's that's what college football is about. I mean, it's sacrifice, and this guy, this kid, will literally sacrifice if he has to. Um, At least four years. Mm -hmm. So I, I do the right thing. Give Christian McCaffrey the Heisman and invite the, the kid from Navy out there. Yeah, you got to do it. I know I said a while ago that Leonard Fournette was going to win the Heisman. I really thought he was, and then it just well, kind of... back when he was running for like 250 yards a fucking Yeah, the, the wheels <laughs> fell off. Everyone figured out LSU. You got you to gotta stop Fournette. We'll put nine guys in the box to stop Fournette and let the quarterback do what he can do, and they can't do anything. When they lost three in a row, that was pretty much the end of it. I'd really like to see, and I, I said this earlier a long time ago, Remember I said I don't like the way Evan Fournette runs straight up and down. First of all, it's a good way to get yourself killed mm -hmm. as a running back. Let's still go for your knees and take your damn knees out. Not getting low is not good for him. And I think in the long run, that's not good for the way you run the ball anyway because it makes it easier, more visible to see if you're running over the top. He's already a pretty tall kid for a running back. Yeah. Um, he gets low when I'd he's like to see, I'd like to see him get low more often. I know that's not his game. I know he likes to... He's more of a finesse, run through everybody. He's kind of, 
He's power. He, he has power. I'm not he's, saying he's, he's not. I'm not saying he's all finesse. He's uh, all just, around. Just his moves are like a. It's a finesse move. It's a. I'm shifting. I'm. Sh- I'm shifting, and he gets you just trying to arm tackle him. That's what the, he gets you to do. He's so, he's a shifty bastard. No he doubt can about that. he can definitely do it. But I I I don't. I think he just needs to get a little lower. I feel like that's better for him in the long run. He probably won't get invited to the Heisman ceremony, and Henry will get more votes even if he does. But Fournette's going to have a better NFL career than. Than Henry, uh, Fournette's going to be a good back, uh, barring unforeseen circumstances. The kid's made to play football. Um, just uh, didn't work out the rest of the year for the LSU Tigers. It is. He'll be back next year. We'll see what happens. I want to. I wanted to touch on the uh, new Papa John commercial <laughs> that has JJ Watt in it. Have you seen that? Um, I want JJ Watt to take those over because I love this kid, dude. He makes me laugh. He's a funny guy. Um, when Peyton's finally done doing his commercials, I bet JJ's gonna do it. Um, just uh, he 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 gets me, man. Like he's like Bill Murray. He just gets me. He just Peyton knows what to me. do. Just knows what to do to make my ass laugh. Uh, Warriors, Golden State, twenty-two and zero now. Still have not lost. Still. Still, Steph, Steph Curry is. I'm, I don't know. We've said it. He's the best player on the planet. Sorry, LeBron. You've been, you've been demoted. Been demoted. You're now number two, because. Gosh, I, he's incredible. I, I can't. He he's so. You think. If he misses like one or two shots, you think okay, this will be the night. And then he just goes and runs like. Twenty points right off the board. Just yeah, what he what he did this week in Charlotte in that third quarter, um, amazing. He's he's the best shooter I've ever seen. You can't tell me any differently. He already he's gonna destroy the record that he set last year for three pointers. He's gonna probably double it. <laughs> it's it's gonna be impossible to catch up to. He is on a torrid pace, dude. Um, this guy is. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. It's old school basketball, um, a little bit of flair, just the right amount of cockiness, and splash, dude. The guy, I mean, he he's got the right touch. Rarely Every hits time the rim. He puts the ball up. Yeah, he really does. I, I never see it hit the rim. It always just. Every time. He's, Swish. He's so good. Um, Every time. Duke Blue Devils had a good week as well, staying in the top ten. Probably jump up to the top five when the rankings come out tomorrow. Um, because Kentucky Bad lost Jesus. as well. Uh, looks like Duke's getting it put together. Looks like Ingram's be- doing what he's supposed to be doing as the number three overall player in the uh, recruiting class. We're uh, looking good. Looking good. Getting it put together. Getting it put together. Jeter, the the, the number 19, I think he was. Derek Jeter? No, Chase Jeter's his name. Um, he's uh, He hasn't really got on the court that much. Uh, Kennard got going, started hitting some threes. St. Kennard? Tyler Thornton is, uh... You know, we're dark. He's either starting or he's not. I think he's still a little bit frazzled. I don't know if he's handling it very well, because a lot of times we'll just go with the three-guard lineup that doesn't include him. (laughs) So, um, hopefully that gets it going, but he will be a good point guard. It's just not 100% yet. Yet. 100% yet. Top five STP songs. Number five, Big Empty. Number four, Dead and Bloated. Number three, Vaseline. Number two, Sex Type Thing. And number one, Where the River Goes. I just wanted to 
throw those out there real quick. We'd already. I like the Big Bang Baby. That was always a fun <laughs> one off of the. There's a lot of good the, songs. The Vatican Gift Shop mm-hmm. album. They have a lot of good. It's an underrated, a really underrated album. It was. I wouldn't say experimental, but it was them trying to like do something different, and I think that when they all went. They strayed from the norm on that. And everyone went, what? It's like, well, you know, we're gonna we're creative people. We're gonna explore a different creative avenue. Yeah, it's uh, they're just they make good rock albums. They make good rock albums. Absolutely, they they definitely did. And then and some of it some of it on on on, Vatic, on the Vatican City gift shop. Uh, uh, I would say trap dance on the actual pop. A little bit rock pop. Yeah, a little bit of pop music. A little bit of pop music. A lot more like upbeat. Um, and like experimental in terms of rock. Mm-hmm. So, let's get into our picks, gentlemen. Is it pick 'em time? Pick 'em. Pick 'em time. Ah, uh, week fourteen. Pick 'em time. Vikings and Cardinals Thursday night football. Vikings and Cardinals. I wonder if the wheels are falling off out there in Minnesota. I'm taking Arizona. Um, you know, my cousin's been a big supporter of the of. The network, and he lives in Arizona, so I'm gonna go uh, Arizona. Weird. I also support, shout out to Matt. I also support him supporting us, supporting him. Thanks, Matt. Matt is his name. It is. Has Buffalo, been his whole life. Buffalo and Eagles. Buffalo and Philadelphia. Buffalo is slowly making a push for the playoffs right now. Philly is what they've been all season, inconsistent to say the least. Um, I'm going to go with... You're drawing the, the world's worst vampire over there? What are you doing? I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills on this. <clears throat> I'm going to go Bills. I'm going to go Eagles. Take Which Eagles means the Bills will win. Which means the Buffalo Bills should win because they've just done the opposite of whatever I do every mm-hmm. week. The team likes to fuck with me. <clears throat> so, James, you're welcome. Uh, Seattle and the Ravens. Seattle and Baltimore. Um, <laughs> Doug's picking a loser. <laughs> Everything's already done for Baltimore. They're looking towards next year right now. Seattle's building momentum for a playoff run. I'm taking the Seahawks on the road. Yeah. Doug's taking the Ravens. Yeah, I'm taking Seattle. They're going to destroy the Ravens. Quote the Raven. Never Quote the Raven. Oh my God, we're playing Seattle. Oh, fuck. Shit. San Francisco and the Browns, the shit bowl. Wow. Talk about it. Who gives a fuck? Um, let's see. I'm flipping a coin in my head. Uh, shit. They're going to either start Austin Davis and probably not Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel's still playing? They're going to start Kinda. Johnny Manziel. Is that the word now? That is the word that he's going to start the remainder of the season. they got to see what they got. They gotta see what they got. I'm taking the Browns at home, Johnny. <clears throat> He's taking Johnny. Johnny yeah. football. Not because of him. He was taking the home team. What was it? San Francisco and the Browns. Uh, San Francisco says the coin flip. Says the coin. I'll pull. Flip. A, I'll pull a league and just start like with the coin. <laughs> I also am taking San Francisco because the Browns are a fucking dumpster fire and they know it. Lions and the Rams. Lions and the Rams, another Two of the most disappointing fucking teams in the league. Man, there was a lot of expectations for the Rams this season. And the there Lions. Was, they were supposed to have upgraded quarterback. Everything was going to get put together. Steve Fisher was going to have this good year with them. The Lions do this shit every other fucking year. Every other year, they, <laughs> they don't suck. But they they suck. But lately, it's been like. 
they're unexpectedly sucking. Like they yeah. go out and kick ass, and then they suck the rest of the season. This year they're like, how about we suck first? I'm kick gonna a take a little bit of ass and then suck down the stretch. I think I'm gonna take the Lions in this game. You're mixing it up. Uh, I will as well. <clears throat> as am I. You know who's from uh, you know Detroit is uh, fucking RoboCop. Yep, Peter Weller. Mm. <laughs> 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 no, I don't think he's actually from Detroit. You know what movie came on the other day? Naked Lunch. Wow. <laughs> I tried to watch it again. It's, Un- it's, a, it's watchable. Yeah, it's a hard. It's a hard. Unwatchable. It's a hard. There ain't no lunch. And there ain't no naked people. So that makes it really bad. There, I said just two and a half boobless hours. <laughs> there you go. Unwatchable. Don't watch it. There's no boobs. Tennessee Nor is there Titans and the New York Jets. Ooh, Jets in the same position fighting for a playoff um, positioning here, trying to get a wild card. Um, Titans are just a young, bad football team. That's what you, that's what you have. That's what you get when you have the second pick in the draft. Don't expect a whole lot of um, improvement in one season. I'm taking the Jets. Brian? Me? Yeah. Are you basing your decision off of mine? Yeah, I'm going to bandwagon it. Okay, Tennessee. Oh, so I'm actually a a deciding factor. Um, It's taking the upset. You know, I'll go. uh, I'll go Jets. We haven't met about Philadelphia yet, have we? Yes. I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I, I went against them, In, instinctively. That was good. Okay, Steelers <laughs> and Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, this is an interesting game. Steelers divisional matchup. Um, Cincy tends to lose to the Steelers. They won this year, but I don't even know if Ben was playing in that game. I don't think he was. The Pittsburgh offense is lighting it up. Um, Put up another 40 points today. Antonio Brown's unstoppable. Ben Roethlisberger's going to lead the league in passing yards. He's 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 an underrated quarterback. He's he's underrated um, by us too. He's he's a great Nobody player. Nobody talks about him. Yeah, he he's a Nobody. Cool. I don't see you hear him when they bring. They talk about the Steelers. Mm-hmm. They talk about Ben Roethlisberger. He is. But they don't talk about Ben Roethlisberger like they do. Peyton Manning. They'll talk about Peyton Manning and then mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos. They'll Not talk like about they Tom do. Brady and then they'll talk about the Patriots. They'll talk Drew about Brees and the Brees New Orleans Saints. Saints. It's never leads with Ben. He is a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. The guy is so good. He's only gotten better as he's gotten gotten older. He made throws tonight while we were watching that were him getting the shit knocked out of him and putting the ball right where it needs to go. I'm going to take Pittsburgh in an upset over Cincinnati. And he was in the Batman movie. Yep. Yeah. He died. Yep. Nobody missed him. No one talks about him. That's what a lovely talks about. They didn't know he was gone. Yep. I'm also taking voice. the Steelers. We got a, a sweep on that one. Steelers. 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 Colts and Jacksonville. Pretty big implications for both of these teams. Someone's got to win that fucking division. They don't really care. Um, the no, Colts are trying to give them the division. They're trying to give Houston, Tennessee, and Jacksonville just a fair shit. Like, we're sick of winning this division. <laughs> Would you guys just do it, please? Here, we'll take out Andrew Luck for like <laughs> six to eight weeks. 
We'll put in a really old quarterback. Let him get hit a lot so that we can put in a guy who's garbage. Yeah, total garbage. It seems to me like luck's done for the season. That's that's my gut feeling. Um, people have left the season with fucking the exact same injury. I mean, Keenan Allen has the exact same injury. It's a lacerated kidney. He's, he's not coming done. back. He ain't coming back. But he's playing a position where... You can kind of shy from contact and avoid some contact if you wanted to. Well, quarterback, By you really catching can. it and fall down. Yeah. As a quarterback, they're going to hit you regardless. They don't give a fuck. They're trying to hit you more than anything. It's I, I feel like if, if, if I'm the GM, if I'm the coach, I'm, I'm just going to just cut it. Like, dude, you're done. Your team isn't going to beat the we're, teams we're that not are winning. ahead of you right yeah, now. We're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Let's get you healthy. And get ready for next year and not risk anything else. Lacerated kidney. How does that happen? You get hit so hit fucking hard by a Denver Bronco player yeah, named Malik Jackson. That happened after the Bronco ruptures. game. He got destroyed. Um, that your kidney literally cuts itself or something in you? ruptures. You, you, need to, you need to shut him down and think about what's going on next year. You're going to have a higher draft pick. You're going to be able to use that to hopefully get some offensive line to block for your fucking quarterback. <laughs> Um, You'd hope they spend their first pick on the fucking offensive line. They, they have no fucking choice. If they don't, everyone's fired. That is ridiculous. It's the only thing they need to do. They have weapons. You go, I'm trading you up need to offensive get the line. best left tackle in this draft. Period. That's what I'm doing. Period. I'd, I'd spend my first four picks on offensive line. That is it. You want, that's what they need to do. You need to keep Andrew Luck out. Move on, get ready for next season. That being said, I'm taking the Jags at home. <laughs> oh, Doug's taking the Jags also. Um, I'm taking the Colts, but that was um, going to be scribbled out here, actually, because I made that pick back before Matt Hasselbeck got hurt. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who was that? Charlie Whitehurst. Is that Whitehurst? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> he is he looked scared to fucking death. He was like, Oh god, is this what Andrew Lux had to do every week? Fuck this. San Diego and Kansas City, do I gotta I'll just go ahead. Skins Redskins and the Bears. We just breezed over Kansas City and San Diego because we're not gonna talk about Kansas City's gonna destroy San Diego, right? I can't see them winning another game. Okay. Um, so go ahead and put me down for KC on that one. Uh, Redskins and the Bears, kind of a. I mean, the Redskins are in the hunt for winning their division too at five and seven. Uh, <laughs> Bears are pretty much out of it, I think. Yeah, they're done. Um, I don't know about this game. I don't know. I haven't seen Washington play. All season, so I'm not, I, I really don't have anything to add to it. I do know that the Bears don't throw the ball to Martellus Bennett ever. Like one of the most talented tight ends in the game, not getting the ball. Bears defense ain't all that. Jay Cutler's good for some picks. I guess I just talked myself into taking the Redskins. Doug doesn't vote for racism. <clears throat> nope. I'm taking the Native Americans. I also am going to take the Native Americans. Uh, for I have seen them play, and it is good. And it is good. <laughs> well, it's not playing like they it's want. Not them. good, but it, they definitely are playing like they know they can still win this fucking division. True. Unlike True. all these other teams who are given opportunities, the fucking 
The Giants, everybody's begging you to take the division. They're begging you to. I still can't get over what they did. And, and they... I can't... No, I cannot believe that happened. I, I, I'm... The, everybody in that division wants the other guy to take it. If Dallas wins tomorrow, they're still in the mix for that division. So, you, you gotta... I don't know who's gonna pull that shit up. We'll see. All I know is some lucky bastard is gonna get to win a wild card and go fucking beat the shit out of these champs. Yep. Probably Atlanta. Who's next? Atlanta and the Panthers. This is in Carolina, right? It is. Look, I think the Panthers are going to lose eventually, but I don't think they're going to lose to Atlanta. Not at home. Atlanta's just tanked it. They were, they were what, 5-0? and and one of the elites. It, it has not gone well since then, so I'm taking the Panthers. Uh, based on the uh, Captain America Civil War trailer premiering recently, I will go with the Panthers as well. I'm going to go opposite. I'm taking Atlanta. Because you don't like Captain America? Would you a fucking I hate terrorist? Captain America. He's a member of ISIS. I'm not going to say out loud any of those things. You never know who could be listening. I don't need that kind of stress in my life. New Orleans and Tampa Bay. That you, Ryan Silva, are a member of ISIS. New Orleans and Tampa Bay. You're going to get my house fucking raided, you know that? Are you swatting me right now? You're kind of swatting me. It's kind of fucked up. You know what's fucked up? If you decide to, like, cast Jihad on me. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. Uh, This game is... of a game... Uh, but we have kind of. I mean, Tampa Bay has some playoff implications. They're trying to sneak in. They don't care. They don't care. New Orleans has tried really hard to win games. And you just can't do it. That team fell the fuck off. They're just uh, not the same they were a couple years ago. Um, I think I'm going to take Tampa Bay in this game. I'm going to take the home game, the home team. I also am taking tuberculosis for the win. Cowboys and Packers. You got me down for and uh, New okay. Orleans. Yeah, there's two things going there. Then I don't root for tuberculosis. <laughs> Cowboys and the Packers. The Packers uh, pretty much inspired and kind of saved their season a little bit with that Hail Mary. And I like to see Aaron Rodgers do well. I hope that he does. And I like to see the Cowboys lose. So I'm taking the Packers. I too will go with the Pack. Got to take the pack attack at Lambeau. I know they're going to try and get some of the Cowboys are going to want some kind of stupid revenge, but Tony Romo ain't their quarterback. So I wonder if More Tony like Romo. Tony Homo. I wonder if Tony Romo meant like he was like, <laughs> hey, I'll see you, Tom Brady, at the Super Bowl because I'll be watching from the stands. I'll wave yeah, you through all my that TV. shit's out the window, <laughs> but. <laughs> Jerk off to that time I did it. That being said, I don't think that they really... They probably would win this division if Tony Romo was playing, but I don't think that this Cowboys team is still good enough to whatever the the first round of the Whatever the formula was last year is gone, and it was a big thing called DeMarco Murray. They do not have the running backs to do it. Uh, DeMarco Murray was a lot more important than they thought. Yeah, Witten was younger. He's just going to get older. Uh, Des Bryant is a fucking crybaby, narcissistic sociopath. So you just kind of got to deal with what you got. I, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't have the Cowboys doing much in the playoffs if everybody was healthy. Just they're not that good. They're not that good. Sunday night football, Houston Texans, New England Patriots. Ooh, an upset here would be nice. It's in New England, isn't it? Nope. Oh, it's not. It's in Houston. We'll put it like this. The Houston defense is back, finally. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's been a, it was a while, and for the last three, four games, they've been killing it. J.J. Watt is back to playing at his MVP level, um, being the best defensive player in the game. Um, I, I can, with the, the injuries... And the attitude coming off of the Patriots right now, this woe is me bullshit that they roll with. Um, I can see Houston winning this game, so I'm going to take the, the Texans to give the Patriots their third straight loss. Stop drawing sperm. <laughs> the other one was a snake. That's a sperm. That's your fault. Nah, now it just looks like, like two sperms making out. You got gay sperm. Doug, Houston, Texans, Patriots. I hate to say it, but Patriots. Doug hates to say it. Me and Gunzo love to say it. Houston, Texans. I I think they're a better team than they performed the first half of the season. They're showing it now. They're gonna. They have. They got to prove to all the other sports writers and everyone that's been down on them, including us, when they're playing like shit, that they're a better team than that because they're gonna come back next year. Same basic squad. I I like. I think them we also got to keep in mind they had quarterback struggles early, mm-hmm. but Brian Hoyer was signed in the off season, had no rapport with anybody on this team. Nothing had happened yet. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh whoa. We were a little bit <coughs> over today. Sorry, boss. <laughs> uh, New York Giants and the Dolphins. Monday Night Football. Giants Dolphins. Um, a whole nother not trying to win games. By the New York Giants. I'm. I don't know what's up with them. I do not know what's up with them. I'm taking the Dolphins. Uh, just for past and future guest Dan, I will take the uh, the Dolphins. I'm taking the New York Giants because I coin flipped that one in my brain. I thought about giving up my coin because flip. <laughs> I. Neither one of these teams wants to win a game. They keep trying to give the shit away. Uh, last game to pick. Quick speaking, Broncos versus Raiders. I anticipate a lot of crowd noise. They're not going to get a do a lot of checking out of plays as they'd like to before. Oh, it's going to be loud. Hand signals. There's going to be a lot of Von Miller being pumped up. I anticipate the Broncos defense putting a hurt on this team. Uh, they're coming in a lot less healthy than they were the first time they played. Um, a lot more beat up. We're a little beat up, but I feel like this is a good good way to kick off a good win and go to Cincinnati. I'm not saying they're not they're overlooking them because I bet you they're not. But I'm overlooking them. I don't think they can afford to overlook them with with Osweiler. I mean I I, I agree and, and we know like overlooking right now. Losing a game and we're losing our spot in the playoff position right now. So I think the mindset of working towards a number one seed helps you not look people over. It's going to help us for the rest of the season. Um, they're not overlooked, the fucking Raiders. They're a better team than they were. I mean, they're not great or anything, but they're better than they were last year. And we struggled against that team early this season um, with Peyton Manning. We'll see what happens this Sunday with the Brock Osweiler. I'm, I got the Broncos winning this game by 
two touchdowns. We should. We should. Hopefully CJ's healthy. Hopefully we're running that ball good. <clears throat> we'll see you next week. Or not see you. Because we don't ever see you. We don't ever see you, but you will hear us. Hear me now and believe me later. And see me watching you. I see. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!